Just like a bird, hey. I just want to fly free and own this piece of land somewhere off in the country. It's the unspoken truth. Break through the wall of mystery to the glory. Uh, in today's episode, we're going to be talking about the reparations conversation that took place between Tanahasi Coates. Mitch McConnell and they added a puppet in there yes he was definitely a puppet but his name was Hugh Coleman I believe and um, so what I did was I took this three hour conversation that they had on June 18th and I took a bunch of sound bites and chopped out you know so that you can hear you know what was really being said here you know what I mean what was really being said here and, and how were they saying it and how were they using this black guy as a pawn to get across what they were trying to get across all right so what i did was i broke this conversation up into like a 15 10 to 15 minute segment uh and you know another thing i want to bring up is the fact that mitch mcconnell said that no one responsible today should be responsible for something that happened 150 years ago but it came out that his family was slave owners and so his great-grandfather and all them who you know claimed to be you know preachers and stuff like that they were going around raping people they were going around raping people creating these mulatto children and then using these people um, for free labor to get where they are today or to put their family in the position that they are in today so you know he sh he you know he should really recant what he said or maybe just you know, maybe lose his position i don't know but at the end of the day you are one of the people who benefited from slavery and you're trying to go around telling people that no one should be you know compensated for this but you're living proof that somebody should be compensated for that so with that being said family check it out tell me what you think about it you know share me share with me how you feel about reparations and you know what can really be done about reparations or the wrongdoings because at the end of the day reparations are for the wrongdoing so slavery was definitely the wrongdoing people were murdered raped killed well, it's the same thing as murder, but you know what I'm trying to get to here. So people were done wrong. At the end of the day, people were done wrong, and they had to compensate for that some kind of way. If they, I mean, if they haven't even thought about how they're going to compensate. They're just trying to say there's no compensation. So something needs to be done, especially in today's time when you're compensating people millions of dollars for the most bogus shit. So with that being said, family, enjoy this and share your thoughts and comments. Appreciate you. Thank you to all of you for your time and your your heartfelt sentiments, and uh, we know they're sincere. Nothing I'm about to say, to say is meant to minimize the horror and brutality, brutality of slavery and Jim Crow. Look, many people believe on all sides of the political spectrum. Yeah, I, I don't think reparations for something that happened 150 years ago for whom none of us currently living are responsible is a good idea. Yesterday, when asked about reparations, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell offered a familiar reply. Racism is a bloody stain on this country's history. This rebuttal proffers a strange theory of governance, that American accounts are somehow bound by the lifetime of its generations. And I consider our failure to pay reparations directly to freed slaves after the Civil War to be one of the greatest injustices ever perpetrated. We grant that Mr. McConnell was not alive for Appomattox. But he was alive for the electrocution of George Stinney. No, I don't think reparations are a good idea. He was alive for the blinding of Isaac Wood. No, I don't think reparations are a good idea. He was alive to witness kleptocracy in his native Alabama and a regime premised on electoral theft. I worry that our desire to fix the past compromises our ability to fix the present. Uh, 
we've you know, tried to deal with our original sin of slavery by fighting a civil war. I'm saying there's a difference between acknowledging history and allowing history to distract us from the problems we face today. By passing uh, landmark civil rights legislation. Majority Leader McConnell cited civil rights legislation yesterday, as well he should, because he was alive to witness the harassment, jailing, and betrayal of those responsible for that legislation by a government sworn to protect them. No, I don't think reparations are a good idea. Good idea. He was alive for the redlining of Chicago and the looting of black homeowners of some $4 billion. No, I don't think reparations are a good idea. Good idea. Victims of that plunder are very much alive today. I am sure they'd love a word with the majority leader. I'm not saying that acknowledging history doesn't matter. It does. Uh, we've elected an African-American president. president. The matter of reparations is one of making amends and direct redress, but it is also a question of citizenship. I think we're always a work in progress in this country. In H.R. 40, this body has a chance to both make good on its 2009 apology for enslavement. No one currently alive was responsible for that. For that. But putting aside the injustice of monetary reparations from current taxpayers for the sins of a small subset of Americans from many generations ago, if we were to pay reparations today, 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 we would only divide the country further, further, making it harder to build the political coalitions required to solve the problems facing black people today. And reject fair-weather patriotism to say that a nation is both its credits and its debits, that if Thomas Jefferson matters, so does Sally Hemings, that if D-Day matters, so does Black Wall Street, that if Valley Forge matters, so does Fort Pillow. Because the question really is not whether we will be tied to the somethings of our past, but whether we are courageous enough to be tied to the whole of them. The, the fair distribution of reparations would be nearly impossible once one considers the complexity of the American struggle to abolish slavery. Not just that, you've made one third of black Americans who poll against reparations into victims, into victims. without their consent. And black Americans have fought too long too for the long. right to define themselves, to be spoken for in such a condescending, condescending manner. Many of us would love to be taxed for the things we are solely and individually responsible for. But we are American citizens, and thus bound to a collective enterprise that extends beyond our individual and personal reach. The question is not what America owes me by virtue of my ancestry. The question is what all Americans owe each other, each other. By, by virtue of being citizens of the same nation. We have an obligation, obligation to acknowledge that any monetary reparations that might be recommended by the commission created by H.R. 40 would almost certainly be unconstitutional on their face. I don't think we should be uh, trying to figure out uh, how to compensate for it. We would insult many black Americans by putting a price on the suffering of their ancestors. Their ancestors their ancestors. First of all, it'd be pretty hard to figure out who to compensate. It is tempting to divorce this modern campaign of terror, of plunder, from enslavement. But the logic of enslavement, of white supremacy, respects no such borders. Listen, wait a minute. The, the reason for that is... We would turn the relationship between black Americans and white Americans from a coalition into a transaction. And the god of bondage was lustful and begat many heirs. Coup d'etats and convict leasing only divide the country further. Vagrancy laws and debt peonage only divide the country further. Redlining and racist GI Bill 
only divide the country further. Poll taxes and state-sponsored terrorism. The federal government can't constitutionally provide compensation today to a specific racial group because other members of that group, maybe several generations ago, were discriminated against and treated inhumanely. The federal government should pay because the federal government was deeply complicit. I don't know how it would be possible to exempt the federal government uh, from such a process. Many of the people who were victimized by housing segregation and by redlining are very much alive today. today. So this is not strictly about the past. This is identifiable victims, as Dr. Miller, as Professor Miller said, uh, who are there and who are ready and, uh, to be part of the process. So reparations for slavery would allocate federal resources to me, to me, but not to an American with the wrong ancestry. Well, well into this century, the United States was still paying out pensions to the heirs of Civil War soldiers. Paying reparations to all descendants all of slaves is a, mistake. is a mistake. We honor treaties that date back some 200 years, 200 years. despite no one being alive, alive. signed those treaties. We've had waves of Immigrants as well who've come to the country and experienced dramatic uh, uh, discrimination of one kind, or another. one kind or another. It would seem ridiculous to dispute invocations of the founders or the greatest generation on the basis of a lack of membership in either group. You might call that justice. I call it justice for the dead. We recognize our lineage as a generational trust, as inheritance. At the price of justice for the living. For the and living. the real dilemma posed by reparations is just that. Just that. Just that. A dilemma of inheritance. I understand that reparations are about what people are owed, regardless of how well they're doing. I understand that. It's impossible to imagine America without the inheritance of slavery. But the people who are owed for slavery are no longer here. As historian Ed Baptist has written, enslavement, quote, shaped every crucial aspect of the economy and politics of America. We are not entitled to collect on their debts. That by 1836, more than 600 million, almost half of the economic activity in the United States derived directly or indirectly from the cotton produced by the million-odd slaves. Reparations, by definition, are only given to victims. So the moment you give me reparations, you've made me into a victim without my consent. Enslavement reigned for 250 years on these shores. The obligation of citizenship is not transactional. By the time the enslaved were emancipated, they comprised the largest single asset in America. In America. It never expires, expires and it can't be paid off. Three billion and eighteen sixty dollars more than all the other assets in the country combined. And it can't be, it paid, can't off. be paid off. The method of cultivating this asset was neither gentle cajoling, nor persuasion, but torture, rape, and child trafficking. And it can't be paid off. What this committee must know is that while emancipation dead bolted the door against the bandits of America, Jim Crow wedged the windows wide open. And that is the thing about Senator McConnell's something. It was 150 years ago, and it was right now. The typical black family in this country has one-tenth the wealth of the typical white family. Black women die in childbirth at four times the rate of white women. For all these reasons, Bill H.R. 40 is a moral and political mistake. Thank you, Mr. Hughes. Mr. Hughes. Chill, 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 chill. He was presumptive, but he still has a right to speak. In 2008, the House of Representatives formally apologized for slavery and Jim Crow. In 2009, the Senate did the same. There are serious questions about this from, from all sides of the political spectrum, and they're honest and sincere questions that we want to address. Think about what we're doing today. We're spending our time debating a bill 
that mentions slavery 25 times, but incarceration only once, in an era with no black slaves, but nearly a million black prisoners. There is, of course, the shame of this land of the free, boasting the largest prison population on the planet, of which the descendants of the enslaved make up the largest share. Here's, here's a big question that, that hangs over all this and that all of us need to, I guess, address. What we should do is pay reparations to black Americans, black Americans who actually grew up under Jim Crow and were directly harmed by second-class citizenship. Racial inequality that we see today is not entirely attributable to the legacy of slavery and Jim Crow. When it ended, this country could have extended its hallowed principles, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness to all regardless of color. But America had other principles in mind. Can, can you elaborate on what some of the other causative factors may be? And so for a century after the Civil War, black people were subjected to a relentless campaign of terror. terror. A campaign that extended well into the lifetime of Majority Leader McConnell. Well, it's a factor, it's a fact. but it's not entirely attributable. The federal government should pay because the federal government was deeply complicit uh, in uh, housing segregation and redlining and in the plunder of black homeowners in Chicago. Uh, it would not exi have existed if not for the redlining maps, which were written and created by this government of every major city in the country, which effectively uh, relegated black people, whether they had a down payment or not, uh, outside of a class of people who could benefit uh, from a movement which basically created our modern middle class. Black people don't need another apology. We need safer neighborhoods and better schools, a less punitive criminal justice system, affordable health care. And none of these things can be achieved through reparations for slavery. This, this period of uh, white supremacy, uh, it is so broad. So I focused on a very specific thing. Have you woken up? Woken up? Similar your thoughts by igniting, by igniting the spark. Are you able to see? You do have a purpose exposed in the dark. Are you walking your own path? Live at your purpose by igniting the spark. Welcome, welcome to the kingdom. Similar your thoughts with internal monarch. Internal monarch.com. Similar your thoughts by igniting the spark. You do have a purpose exposed in the dark. Live at your purpose by igniting the spark. Simulate your thoughts with internal monarch. Simulate your thoughts by igniting the spark. You do have a purpose, it's exposing the dark. Live at your purpose by igniting the spark. Simulate your thoughts with internal monarch. Welcome to the station with the imagination. Using the mental capacities to rule the nation. No hesitation, no need for shaking, no limitations. It's confirmation. Humanity's our dedication. And salvation's our motivation. Experience the validation. Disinformation, the medication for cultural degradation. Prescribing mental occupation with spiritual revelations. Metaphorical dissertations. Bridge building occupation. It's time we spark communication. Taking over, Take the, globe. over the, globe. the globe. Follow us. Follow us. You do have a purpose in the dark. Live at your purpose by igniting the spark. Stimulate your thoughts with internal monarch.